Hey, mates, the Little Dum Dum Club is sponsored by Punchline. Head to punchline.com.au for all your comedy DVD needs. Hey, mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Thank you very much for joining us. My guest on the show today, you may know him from Twitter. You may know him from his book that he edited called Funny Buggers. Please welcome Carl Chandler. Get a actual dickhead. So this That's is, how it's going to be from now on. Oh, you now, kicked up a fuss last week, and now you've made me think about it. You know what? I'm the first one that talks on the track every yeah. week. I am the host. Exactly. So. That, that's all I've seen this week is you doing more of, <laughs> oh, hey, anyone want to listen to my podcast that I own, <laughs> that I let this little dickhead come in and, and laugh in the background uh, of? Okay, Sidekick, yeah, where's and, one of your wacky sound effects? Play a, play a fart noise, play that, a toilet flushing, that, go I on. I believe that. That's, that's what it is, because you talk first on the show. It's like, you know, dibs, dibs on the show. So, all right. I want to restart it then. Let's let's restart it, right? Let's restart it for this episode. And now your phone's ringing. Shut no up. wonder you're not the host. This is an absolute disgrace. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Hello, Carl speaking. Jeez, Carl, I want to get a party. <laughs> <laughs> Dave O'Neill, you're live on the Little Dum Dum Club. Live on the Dum Dum Club? Yeah. This is a great honour. <laughs> you guys don't go live. You're like real radio. You just like put it on a tape, don't you? And then... Don't heckle our podcast. You're live on the air. You're alienating dozens of listeners. Oh, what? Don't be saying that. Who are you? Who's your guest today? Because I only listen to the guest. We haven't. We haven't introduced. We haven't introduced the, the guest yet. Look, I've got business to do. Look, I, I better get back to this. Um, I, okay, I'm talking to the host of the show, Tommy Daslow, right now. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll ring you after the show, Dave. Your, your agent's trying to get you in here already, but uh, I'll, I'll handle this later. Yeah, yeah, so I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm go. My agent's on the phone, my real estate agent. Anyway, you hilarious. Uh, anyway, you guys have fun in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you, Dave. Oh. <laughs> Look, Spicks and Specs is over. Go and get into it, all right? You, you got no... Bye. <laughs> all right, well, that's about all the time we've got for this week. Uh, thanks to our guest, Rodney Dangerfield, for coming in. Wow, that Dave O'Neill, he really gets no respect. That yes. was... Uh... So, but that, getting back to what we were saying, <laughs> you talk, you've got dibs on the podcast. So I want to start it again. I want to try it. With me starting it, all right? Okay, well, put put the to... music, put the music okay, on again. All right, okay, we'll and take I'll a put pause. my phone to silent. Okay, maybe. We'll, t- we'll take a pause and we'll and we'll do this. Okay, all I'll right, take a pause right. here. Hey, mates, listen. Uh, what? Uh, oh, what do you say? <laughs> Yes. Welcome once again to the Little Dum Dum Club. My name is Carl Chandler, and sitting opposite me is my junior co-vice president, Tommy Dasilo. Get a asshole! Oh, there we go. You can't is even that, get the line right. Is that coming from you? <laughs> you didn't even say get a properly. All right, I see All why right. we've got it in this order. All right, yeah, okay, 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 there we go. I'm glad we've resolved that. This is exactly how the leadership scuffle is going to go down. That's happening right at this moment as we're recording. All right, that's enough yeah. digging around. Our guest today is. Uh, we're very. Uh, thrilled to have her uh, on the show. Um, she 
Yeah, you may have seen her on The Circle, Spicks and Specs, the Good The first lady week. of Australian comedy. Yeah, the one and only Fiona O'Loughlin. Yay! Yay! Oh, you that sometimes I forget to write down people's credits and then as I'm introducing them I go, oh, um, and just start saying all the big shows that everyone's <laughs> been on in the hopes you, that I get it right. Are you still cool to hang around after hearing what you've heard so far? <laughs> Absolutely. That... Right. I, although I do have some washing I need to do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wouldn't it be great if Dave started calling you now? That'd just be awesome. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> that was good. That, that's, that's Dave O'Neill. That's that's one of the the probably four calls I'll get from him today, where he's just trying to get away from his kids. So he just rings me up and goes, "What? Well, what else is happening in comedy? Is there was there was there anyone stupid that you met last night?" Or <laughs> we should point out that wasn't staged, was it? That no, was too, no, that was almost too perfect. Not at all. It was almost too perfect. You're quite right. Unprofessional. Fiona, what are you? Do to get away with your kids, call up uh, other podcasts. Do you call up the shelf? Do you call up? Uh... Mine are getting away from me anyway. They're um, grown up. Ah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your, your daughter Biddy is still living overseas. Yeah, she's yep. in Ireland. She's she got out. Stand- yeah, she got out. <laughs> she's doing stand up over there. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't she come back here and say it to my face? <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. I do like that. That you're, you know, you're quite known for in your stand up. You know, you sort of talk about your kids a lot, and then you know that moment where your kids turn around and yeah. you sort of get that great yeah. serve back. Was that was that a scary moment for you when you realised that that was going to start happening? Well, it was really weird because I had to pay it, you know, because it was a ve- it was a good joke. Her opener, yeah. <laughs> it was like she goes, um, "My name's Biddy." My um, I don't know how she starts, but then she goes, my mum's an alcoholic. My mother's an alcoholic, although she said, I use the term loosely, mother that is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, part of me was like, ow. And the other part of me was like, oh, good girl. Yeah. You know, that's really weird. That'd be amazing if you'd written that for her. Like, had this one, this is gold. <laughs> because um, I came with my girlfriend. We saw you one uh, a couple of years ago when, when Biddy was opening for you and she came oh, and did, did that. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was the, I think it was, it was, yeah, it was the same year that I had my girlfriend in the show. So she was like taking notes sort of thing almost. Going, oh, right. Getting the old amateur on stage and doing this and whatever. But like, she, I don't know if Biddy, well, Biddy's gone on to actually do stand up. I don't know if she's the same as Diane, as my girlfriend, because she gets this thing in her head where she gets all, like I set her up with all these laughs and then she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good at this now, so uh, I could probably do this solo. Uh, and I'm like, no, you couldn't. Uh, I no, wrote those couldn't. bits for you. And she's like, no, no, but it's the way I tell them. I'm like, no, it's not. She's like, And then we get to the end of the run, she's like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, oh. Okay, she's I tried like, it, didn't like it. Yeah, no, no, but she's like, yeah, it's too easy or whatever. And then, like, literally, we did this gig with 300 people or something, and she did that, and she goes, oh, look, how much am I getting paid for this? I'm like, are you kidding? Like, this is, you do it for, like, do you know how long it took me to get paid? She's like, yeah, but, you know, this is easy for me now. I just go out there and get big laughs, and we're doing, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, look, and this is in all seriousness, as she's talking like this. She goes, if you get on Rove, I'll think about it. <laughs> In complete seriousness. <laughs> that's like um, that's like Steve Martin's uh, biography, where he's like, you know, he he saw empty seats in the crowd for the first time. Yes, went, I've reached the top of the roller coaster. Yeah. It's just downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, except it's all well except, and good for you to take her on the ride up with you, but she doesn't yeah. want to be strapped to your c- corpse as you're just going down in flames. But the thing is, the top of the roller coaster is me and her doing twenty four shows in a forty seater <laughs> in in QV in Melbourne. No, so you can't even host a is different to yours. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even host a podcast properly. No. Yeah. Wonder she doesn't want to be seen with you. She got to the top of the merry-go-round and, and didn't want to go down. I think that was it. I had a similar thing uh, yesterday with my dad because I um, I recorded a little, uh, filmed a little ad for my comedy festival show with my parents uh, yesterday. It was a little yep. thing that I wrote where 
I'm sitting with them and I'm trying to pitch the show and they just keep sort of devaluing me and treating me like a kid and interrupting and stuff. And there's this bit where, you know, dad's going, is there any like bad language? And I go, there's a bit. And then later I swear and dad, the line was meant to be language, like he's meant to cut me off, right? Yeah, yeah. And dad's one of those, like a classic case of someone who is just funny normally but then the minute it's he's trying to turn it on, yeah. it just goes to shit. And him trying to get him to just say language was the biggest ordeal yeah. of my whole life. Yeah, like I, bet. I had my dog in one bit, and that was easy to control. And she's blind. Like this was, you know what it was like. It was like the Up and Adam thing from the yeah, radioactive yeah, from the man Simpsons. movie on The Simpsons. It was yeah. like uh, he'd go. I'd, I'd swear, and then he'd go, oh, language. And I'd go, what are you doing? Just yeah. say it to me the way you say it to me normally yeah. when I swear. Just go, language. Yeah. Okay. Oh, language. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? Why are you yeah. saying it weird like that? She's getting all nighter on you. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. um, getting back to your daughters, Fiona. Is it is it difficult? Because uh, your daughters are all very beautiful. And when they're around comedy and whatever, it's a real thing of like, that's bad bringing pretty girls into like... <laughs> And given, Horrible comedians and their Given scene. the picture of you painted yourself about two weeks ago with Josh Lawson, this is not a no, good... No, 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 because it's a thing where, like, I've been there literally when your daughters have come in and people are like, oh, wow, and it's like, no, 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 that's Fiona's daughter. <laughs> stay away, stay away. So do you have to do any extra work or is it just that, can you feel that unwritten law around comedy where it's, that's Fiona's daughters, you better... Well, I... Tess has um, got a boyfriend anyway. She's beautiful though, isn't she? Um, and Biddy is very beautiful, but she's, I think she's, like she's fallen in love with the, the comedy scene. Right. Yeah. And uh, that uh, is weird yeah. and hard because I was. Sorry, it's pronounced Tommy Dasselow. You said, <laughs> you pronounced it wrong, but anyway. <laughs> I'm quite charming. <laughs> That's funny how much you're laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, your daughter is very good friends with friend of the show, Luke McGregor. They're pretty oh, close. Um, yeah, yeah, she is yeah. too. Yeah. And I don't know, I've got this feeling, you know, when I see her, like she was in Edinburgh doing a show. Let's be clear, um, she kissed him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> right. And I thought, what is, I think I'm jealous, actually. I just, because I was 36 when I, you know, I came to Melbourne. I'm just right. like, you little I thought you were going to say you were 36 when you kissed Luke McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! This is my this is my parade. Get out! <laughs> but I've, I've unfortunately had to let them in. But yeah. she's the only one who's kind of interested. Right. They all got into stand up, and you could be like one of those travelling showbiz <laughs> yeah. families. You could all live in a big caravan. The O'Loughlin family. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Actually, Bert wants to be a stand up, and he's but he's only seventeen. So there's two that. That's want twice as old as Deslow was when he started. So I don't think that's. <laughs> Did you guys have any relations or? You know, did we any relations that were in stand up? Like what? No, no, I didn't know anyone. No, nah, I'm an only child. No, none of my daughters uh, <laughs> are in, have kissed Luke McGregor. Uh. <laughs> like, is your your uh, your sister so, Emily's a performer as well? I probably kissed Luke McGregor one about six years ago. Let me just relay this. One of my all-time favourite comedy festival memories of you. I think you were in the Peter Cook bar and someone in a motorised wheelchair came up to you and said, hey, Fiona, I'm a really big fan. And I've seen that and then I've turned around and continued my conversation and then like a minute later I look back and you're on this motorised wheelchair just driving it around the Peter Cook bar and then you've disappeared out the door and just started speeding down the hallway of the town hall where there's those massive flights of stairs and you just see everyone going, is this it? Is this? Are we about to witness the death of Fiona O'Loughlin as she plummets down the stairs of the town hall. Well, she's probably never seen one of them in Alice Springs, so she's just making the most of being in the big smoke. One. I'd love to get. I'd love to come on stage in one of them. That would be pretty <laughs> awesome. 
With a flag at the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, posters and flyers. Yeah, yes. a flag with your head on it. Yeah. 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 That was my last big year, you know, my last, you know, year of partying. <laughs> I remember, I think it might have been the same night, but um, it was a closer. Anyway, I was over at the Hi-Fi where I spent a lot of my time. <laughs> so Hi-Fi buys the place you hang out, uh, like after the shows at the, at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And I think I was talking to Glenn Wool, although God knows who I'd be talking to because I was blind. And um, at some, no, it was Glenn because at some point I'm trying to light this cigarette, and he goes, "Honey, that's a tampon." <laughs> <laughs> I was so drunk and <laughs> still had the plastic on it, and I thought, "Oh, these cigarettes are annoying. They're thick, and they and they burn when I put them in." <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Oh, that's not good. Not to not to um not to glamorize uh, alcoholism too much, but you must have some. Have you got any? Like you know, you, you would have been out partying a lot during the festivals during those times. Have you got any? You know, any great festival stories? There was some very very hilarious nights that mm. went well into the night, well, well into the next day. But um, my memories are a little, <laughs> they're all a bit sketchy. Yeah, yeah. That is a tough question. Yeah. Tell me sometimes when you've been really, really drunk. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not, yeah, not to not to glamorise it, not to you know whatever, because it's all you know a bit of a serious thing at the at the end well, of the day and all really. that stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, also everything, not everything has to go in the shame basket. You know, there was lots and lots of laughs. I just wish I could remember them. Answered your question, Tommy. Well, here's a question for you because, uh, 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 and again, we can we can edit this and we can do whatever you want if 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 we get down too far down the wrong road or whatever. But here's a question for you: uh, 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 Was it when you had when you were in the papers for for the you know the incident in, in Brisbane, was yeah, it? stuff like that? Um, so that was all like a. Uh, you know, it was a, a bit out in the open and stuff like that. So it was a bit, a bit of a shock for everyone, I guess, or maybe a shock for you to be in the papers and all that sort of stuff. So that was like a, like a, a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, you know, that was it. Cause they were like, um, oh, look, like this is channel seven. Cause I was just about to do dancing with the stars yep. and channel seven were like, uh, okay, you're exhausted. We're going to run with exhaustion. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually past that. <laughs> <laughs> It's impressive that you're able to say that while you passed out. <laughs> no, this is after I'd passed out on stage yeah, in yeah. front of 400 people. Nodded off 20 minutes into my own show. <laughs> Basically bored myself. <laughs> <laughs> this new material is going nowhere. I am out of here. Up in hospital, like, thinking, I don't remember buying a fucking nighty that does up at the back. Like, <laughs> what is going on? But the worst about that being in the papers, because I'd never been a page three girl. I could never, and all of a sudden I was dancing with the grog on every paper, every Sunday paper. Oh, they would have had a field day with the puns. And mum, my mother, she's at home on the farm and she's crying, reading the paper. And I rang my sister and I said, how's mum? She goes, she just finished her second bottle of wine. <laughs> she's like, glug, glug, glug. why can't she just be normal? <laughs> They were really pissed off that I went public. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, well, it's all very well to be an alcoholic. You don't have to go and tell everybody. <laughs> like, well, I can't yeah. survive. I didn't tell anyone. I fell asleep <laughs> on stage in front of 400 people and they couldn't keep their trap shut. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she said as well. She said, but why would you do that on such an important night? And I said, Mum, if I could organise the night <laughs> not to fuck up, then it wouldn't be a problem, would it? Yeah. And that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. When you don't. That's, yeah, that's the very definition. 
That yeah. is the absolute definition. <laughs> when your planner of... gets all out of order from your, your collapsing nights <laughs> and your non-collapsing nights, like, geez, you've got to get things oh, sorted God, out then. you are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. I should no. be the permanent co-host now, I think. Yeah, let's not go crazy. I think, no, getting back to your question, Tommy, I think the most outrageous thing I ever did was uh, do a nude run behind Mark Watson's show. Oh. Behind the stage. Yeah, in his 24-hour show down by the Yarra. Oh, right. right. Down yeah. by the Yarra? Outside nudie run? No, in a tent. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's not nuts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mickey D was backstage, right? And um, Mark used to encourage people to come along and like muck around mm-hmm. like, during his 24-hour marathon. And those 24 hours conveniently coincided with one of your collapsing days, so that was, <laughs> that was good timing. <laughs> oh, dear. No, I'd finished my show and I staggered down past Mark's, and I thought, look, I'll go and see if there's any fun to be had in there. I'd had about nine glasses of personality. <laughs> and Mickey D was backstage, and he's like, hey, Faye. And he's pissed, right? And he goes, oh, I've got a brilliant idea. He goes, you and me will kid off and we'll run across the stage while Mark's talking. And he, and I'm like, what? Like, I nearly sobered up for a second. I was like, <laughs> what, in the nude? And he goes, yeah. And... We did it. I remember saying, I'm going to keep my boots and my cap on. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, keep yourself nice. <laughs> no one wants to see those disgusting ankles of yours. And we did it. And Mark was hilarious. Like he just kind of looked around and went, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe what you saw was, you know, real. <laughs> so the oldest lady in comedy and the fat chubby <laughs> Mickey D. Fat chubby, that's nice to give him two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to give me one of them. Threw them both to Mickey. Anyway, and I just felt hilarious until I woke up the next morning and I suddenly, I forgot all about YouTube and, oh, like cameras. Right. I was yeah. just like freaking out. And I was supposed to do, um, oh, was doing, uh, well, no, what's the competition that we, some of us have done overseas? <laughs> Look, it's like Grandma Betty White's. Uh, what, Raw? Oh, raw? Um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Last Comic Standing? Last comic standing. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And by some of us, we, you mean you. <laughs> 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 I don't know who hasn't done it. But, um, yeah, so I was getting a call from a lawyer from them, and the next morning I wake up going, holy fuck, what did you do? Like, all coming back together, streaking across the stage. <laughs> I'm like, that's when I worried about newspapers. I was yeah. just like, yeah. oh, fuck, there could have been a reviewer in there, and Chris, my husband, will find out, like the kids. Like, I was just, like, freaking out. But he'll be looking at it going, well, at least she kept her boots on, so yeah. that's <laughs> that's okay. Took pictures of your bottom 12. You'd be, you'd be fine. <laughs> well, then um, my sister Emily rang, as she often does, just to mess with my head. You know Emily? Yep. She's a comic actress. And she goes, I answered the phone, and she goes, Fiona, have you ever been photographed naked or appeared naked in front of a live audience and I'm just like fuck off Emily and then I get to the gig the next night like my show and Andrew Taylor my manager he's backstage and he's like Fiona can you do me a favor and I'm like yeah and he goes the NBC lawyer's gonna ring you again could you not tell her to fuck off 
that's awesome. See, that, that's why you need a manager. You know, <laughs> yes. for, for tricky tips like that that you wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah, but I like that, I like that it's so far down the line. Like the nudity, no problem. The swearing in the first place, no problem. It gets so far down the line before they've stepped in. Uh, hey, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with more Little Dum Dum Club with Fiona Lachlan right after this. Hey, mates. Once again, the Little Dum Dum Club for this week is sponsored by Punchline DVD. If you head to punchline.com.au, you can find comedy DVDs from TV, stand-up, all sorts of stuff, including, Carl, today's guest, Fiona O'Loughlin. Yes, her greatest hits is on DVD. Her greatest hits DVD. Let's ask her about that. Fiona, what do you feel about uh, your greatest hits DVD on Punchline? Oh, no, she's gone home already because we record this ad after the podcast. So, <laughs> But it is on Punchline. It is on Punchline. Uh, it's all of her, uh, I guess, uh, her uh, classic stand-up bits. Uh, you can get it there right now. You can order that. She's also on the Melbourne Comedy Festival Best of the Gala Collection limited edition that they've got on there. Um, and on top of her on there, there's also all sorts of stuff. There's Flight of the Concords, Judith Lucy, Tripod, Todd Barry, Tim Minchin, uh, all sorts of great stuff on there. So that's very much worth picking up if you've ever seen the gala on TV. Yeah, get onto the Punchline website. There's heaps of old friends of the show. Uh, Greg Fleet's got a new DVD coming out. Yep. Harley Breen's got a new DVD coming out. Uh, yep. There's heaps of stuff, heaps of people you've heard on the show. Get on punchline.com.au. And when I've searched Fiona O'Loughlin in the related products, there's Richard Pryor Live and Smoking. <laughs> so you can get onto sure, that. I'm not sure they're technically related, <laughs> I would have thought. I'd but, love yeah. to know what the link is there. But anyway, uh, pick up Fiona O'Loughlin and Richard Pryor. Maybe there's some sort of special Amazon style double pack that you can get. You know, buy them both together and save. Uh, punchline.com.au for all your comedy DVD needs. We are back with more Little Dum Dum Club with our guest, Fiona O'Loughlin. That was, uh, was not really a break, was it? <laughs> no, no, no smoke and mirrors we here. Just, we just sit, sat there in silence and sort of stared at each other for about two seconds. I uh, we might go get a coffee or something. <laughs> All of a sudden you put your cans back Yeah, on. I was hoping Dave O'Neill might call in. <laughs> Dave Thornton just rang and I thought, should I put him to air? And Fiona was in the middle of the story and I went, oh, no, wow. went no, no. This is great. This yeah. is like we're just taking calls now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's our 100th episode and all the previous guests are just calling yeah. in. Yeah. Wish us good luck. Yes. <laughs> or Dum Dum Telethon. <laughs> now that we've got sponsorship, everyone's yeah. ringing in for a bit of the Dum Dum Pie. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, so, Fiona, you mentioned before uh, the break in which we did nothing that you <laughs> were on uh, the season of Last Comic Standing where they did, uh, where, where they had. Uh, the reality TV people. show for, for stand up comedians. If yeah, you're it's, on a big, it's a stand up comedy Big Brother yeah, kind yeah, of style. That's it. Yeah. Um, oh, no, were, not Big Brother. It's more like Australian Idol, Idol. American Idol. But because didn't they used to do it where you? All lived in a house together, and then yeah, they sort of got rid was, of that because that was weird. Then, then they changed it to um, actual comics, like not they were people who wanted to be comics. Ah, yeah. okay, right, yeah, right. Because you were on the season with uh, Lawrence Mooney, friend yeah. of the show, Lawrence Mooney and Adam Vincent and I. Yeah, off to LA, and it was so funny. Um, it like Lawrence is just as you know hilarious, mm-hmm. and I couldn't breathe at at the breakfast table. We're staying in the Hilton, but you know it's a pretty crap Hilton when the L's missing. And <laughs> in Glenda, and they wouldn't let us off the premises. Like we had to stay in the hotel, oh, right? Which was really creepy. Um. Anyway, Adam Lawrence and I were having breakfast, and because Lawrence and I are older and Adam's younger, we, we just all went into these characters and. Everyone knew what they were doing and well, I was last to know, but I worked it out. And <laughs> Lawrence was being this crazy, like, 
war-ravaged Vietnam vet dad. (laughs) (laughs) And Adam Vincent was the son and I was the mother. (laughs) You were naked, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I was passed out and naked, yeah. (laughs) But... I don't know, Adam um, spilt some tomato sauce or something, or ketchup as they'd say over there, and Lawrence just went off his tree like <laughs> a crazy Vietnam vet would when the sun spills the sauce. He says, you think I've fought in a war? <laughs> and then he started abusing me. And there's other comics sitting in um, in the Hilton. Like, obviously, there were, I don't know, I think there were about 24 of us all up. And so they thought we were a little bit strange because we weren't mingling. We were just playing our own little game of house. I think I'm working out why you weren't allowed out of the hotel by the way. But it was very um, – oh, Arch Barker was um, a contestant too. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. Did people... they know when he did that that he owns four houses here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's incredible the people that you see. Uh, Amy, someone who's quite famous. Schumann? Oh, Schumer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was right. on it. I saw her in New York actually. She's just great. Yeah. I think she won it. Yeah, she Did might you? have actually, yeah. No, but she went through the finals, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, ch- do you watch Chelsea lately? Uh, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, one of the girls on that was on my, yeah. So you got a pretty full Rolodex from your time on. Uh... It was really cool, yeah. But very rigged. Rigged? Rigged. Really? Totally rigged. Well, yeah, I didn't win. (laughs) 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 No, but it was, um, they kind of, it's like any of those reality shows. They know what they're quoted, you know, you need, you know, you need a black guy. One of this, one of that. One of this, one of that, one of this, you know, and they didn't have a young guy. But nor did they have an old lady. Right. So I think they were like, oh, we're going to have to lose the old lady. for the-. And it was Matt Kirshen. Matt Kirshen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what they did was they had the cameras all on me for the final one. To And the bastards only had the cameras on me to catch my disappointed Oh, that. The old Oscars trick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and did wow. you did you cover it? Did you mask it well? Did you do a bit of, oh, I that's life? I think I masked it okay. But um, I really did get a shot because they'd all said you're going through, like. Oh, really? Yeah, I just had this. Who's they? Like the producers and no, stuff. No, the other comics. They're oh, just like, there's no well, way. you know they're not they're, in charge, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Otherwise, they would put themselves oh, through. I sound like a really sore loser. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being at the LA airport crying, and I was like, "You know, it's so close." And Lawrence Mooney laughing in my face, like <laughs> laughing in my face. <laughs> and I'm like, "Why are you?" Well, he laughing? saw tougher stuff like that back in Vietnam. <laughs> so. <laughs> He was laughing so hard he had tears. He's just like this. You're crying. (laughs) And I said, "Why are you laughing?" And then I was doing a half. I was doing a hybrid cry, cry laugh. Oh yeah. And he goes, "He said, do you know how many women have sat in this airport and cried?" (laughs) How long were you there for? You won't be the first, (laughs) and you won't be the last. So he was crying not only at you, but of all the millions of women that have cried. No, their careers shattered. He was laughing at me thinking I could be one of them. That's a very moony thing to be in a room and be acutely aware of how many women have cried in there yeah. before. That's yeah, a real yeah. – Mooney's got that weird thing where he just picks up on stuff like that that he no one else would even give. He's man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which a lot of um, male stand-ups are. That's why women are so drawn to you. Yeah. I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> uh, if only he could use it for good. You've got to be pretty intuitive to do stand-up. I guess so, yeah. Or do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, like we were just talking before about uh, your daughter doing support for you. I did support for your daughter one night in the comedy festival, and it was uh, at your show. 
I came on before Biddy. Oh, yeah. A few years ago at the That's comedy right. festival because yeah, yeah. you were doing good news week and you didn't think you were going to make it in time. Yep. And it still stands as one of the all time worst gigs I've ever done. <laughs> It was, it was just, it was awful. That's, that was, man, that's impressive because you must have quite oh, a few. Oh, don't so. play that game. Don't do that to the host of the show. If uh, I pick you down enough levels, I will be the host of the show. Because I uh, I was doing my own show uh, quite early and I had had to race, I'd had to run from my show to yours to make it on time. Yeah. And I was like really excited because I was doing a small room and, you know, getting, you know, the little audiences that you get that you cobble together. And I was like really excited because I was like, this would be fun to just do a gig in a big room. And yeah, yeah. Was, and, but just missed, just, just did all the wrong sort of material <laughs> for an audience that's there to see Fiona O'Loughlin. And I'm coming out and going, hey guys, you know, when you're playing Diddy Kong Racing on your Nintendo 64 and what? Oh, you're all old. I mean, not old. I mean, don't. Oh, God. <laughs> and then just because I think it was like you didn't know exactly when you would be when you would be there and ready to do the show. So I just had to kind of wait to see you come in. So oh, after every no, joke, I'd get going. Yeah, after every joke, I'd get silence and then I'd just turn and look to the side of stage <laughs> and Biddy would still just be there going, no, oh, oh, God, let's try this one. So, yeah, um, so you know when you're uh, you know when, when you, you know when, when you're, you're watching... Tamagotchi. <laughs> no, 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 people walking out. Any oh. fans of Nickelodeon's cat dog in the house? Oh, God, I'm going to neck myself. All right, please welcome the lady I you're here to see. That I, yeah, here's I the intro. At least she's so. related to the main act. Here she is. <laughs> and then to make things worse, you're doing nudie runs behind Behind me while I'm just popping it, just going. I felt bad. Like I felt like you would have suffered at the start of your gig because they would have been looking at you, going, "Why did you subject us yeah. to that? Why did you?" Your have him- judgment is shot. Your, your joke selection is not going to be any good if you chose this buffoon. First time I've ever been called a buffoon, though, so yeah. that was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is thanks for the opportunity. Um, I really appreciate it. And you're putting in your invoice right now. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just to change tracks just for a second, I don't know if you've ever done this. Um, I did a thing on the weekend. Uh, it's not, it's not a big thing, but it's, I, I found it very weird where, I don't know if you've done this or you've been walking down the street and you see, you see someone attractive coming towards you and mm-hmm. you can't, I think it's human nature to look at someone that's attractive. I don't think that's sexist or bad or whatever. It's just like, okay, that person, that face looks good. You look at it for a bit and then it was like the face looks back at you for a bit. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, it's natural to look back longer at that face and then the face keeps looking and you go okay we're still looking mm. at each other this is sort of i don't know it's not an on-purpose thing it's just like oh yeah this is an attractive person looking at me i'm just going to keep looking back and then you get really close and then she goes hi carl and i go oh i know you and i've just been staring at you now and now i've got to turn into oh yeah i was looking at you the whole time because i know you i know you yeah <laughs> not because even though i was just looking weirdly at you and looking you up and down. That was just to make sure that was you. Yeah. I've got someone who clearly lives in my area who I keep seeing around like at the shops and whatever. And I know that I know them, but I don't know where from. So like I keep seeing her in line at the supermarket and there's a bit of, Hey, how's it going? Yep. Good. And then, just having to try and get out of there before the conversation goes any further because then I'm going to be caught out that yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. who the person is. But, like, honestly, about three times a week I'll see this person, supermarket, um, getting takeaway, just in the park. Maybe maybe they're stalking me. Maybe that's what's going on. You know, in Alice Springs, this um, Henry said to me, he's my oldest, and it was years ago, he goes, Mum, you're a bit of a snob, and I'm not a snob, right? But I am, Well, you're here, so I'm yeah. obviously... <laughs> I'm vague. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm very vague. Yes. And I'm not aware of, like, I could walk into, 
you know, my twin, and yes. I don't even have a twin, but um, <laughs> and not recognise her, right? But <clears throat> so to prove to Henry that I'm not rude, right? We're in Woolworths. We're going into the uh, into Woolworths, and the first person I see who I kind of know, I I didn't really know how I knew her, but I just did the huge big hello. I yep. went, hi, how yeah. are you? Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, how do I know you? Where from? And then it was a couple of weeks later I saw her and I'm like, oh, I went to the bank and she works in the bank, right, as a teller. Mm-hmm. So from now and ever in a day, mm. I have to, I can't, <laughs> I've already set the hello at there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to match that. I've got to match that or yeah. more. I can't bring it back under. So yeah. now you're like going, oh, yeah, to your best mate and to the random bank teller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwing out confetti at them. Yeah, yeah. I have that same thing where I like I'm bad at remembering people and stuff, and I've I've mentioned it on the show before. But yeah, for me, it's just I'm an I'm a I'm an idiot. Like I'm just completely vague. Mm. I'm just walk around in my own little world, and people it's it it's really awful when people presume it for some kind of arrogance or yeah or whatever they think or snobbishness. When you go, no, it's just I'm. I'm a complete fuckhead. Like, I actually have no idea what's going on 90% of my day. I think I'm getting to that stage now where I, I used to think I had quite a good memory, like, for people. <laughs> and now I've now gotten to that stage where I'm like, no, if things, you know, the hard drive can be filled up only so much mm. until things start popping out. And it's, you know, you see people and you go, I, I, don't, I didn't think yeah, I'd ever to get to a stage. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I'd ever get to a stage where I'd forget someone or whatever. But now I'm seeing someone and going, I'm not even trying anymore. No, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. And what no do idea. you do? What yeah, do you yeah. do? You just say I, no. I just go. No I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. And yeah. and of course that's taken as because I used to have that. You know that was a code. I'd say it to my husband if we were out. Oh and, yes. And I'd go. No clue. No clue. No clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my warning. That's a good part of a relationship. You have that clause where you go. If we meet someone and I haven't introduced you within thirty seconds, do I don't it. know who they are. So go for it, and then we'll both get the name. I have been at parties where literally I've met someone, uh, I've seen someone close, and then stayed away the rest of the party until I can. Facebook someone else to go, ah. hey, what's the name of, you know, George's <laughs> you know that, mate with you know the yeah, right. red hair? I do like the irony that you're not wanting to be rude by saying you don't know who they are, but you're fine with just standing in the corner of a party on your phone oh, I'm by fine yourself. With that. <laughs> Absolutely fine with that. See, that's the thing, you know, you're saying your hard drive's full, but I'm, you know, I've, ha- I've had that for eight. I reckon it's like I haven't even formatted the hard drive, yeah, you know, right. and it's just going, mate, you can't use this yet. It's not set up properly yeah. and names just bouncing straight off it. Yeah, yeah. It's you a, need if, if you If it's really someone you really should know and you don't know, right, here's a tip. Uh, like if you've blown it, right, and you just know it's not going to uh-huh. come to you, just pick any name. Really? What? Absolutely. And do it with great confidence. Oh. And, and then they go, <clears throat> like you go, Anne, how are you? And she'll go, Mary. And you go, oh, God, what was I thinking? So oh, I was talking right. to Anne. Like, <laughs> oh, that's good. You've got to commit. Yeah. You know, it's, it takes a little bit, of, but it's much better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, let's good. let's talk about this. We went to the Comedy Festival media launch on Thursday morning um, and uh, there was some press there and, and we were lucky enough to grab an interview uh, for the online portion of the Herald Sun. Yeah. When you and say we... lucky enough to get an interview, I've seen the finished cut. We weren't in it. Oh, so. well, that's why I'm saying we can bring it up here because oh, right. it won't have made it onto the air. Yep. So we're standing there with this guy, um, from a journalist from the Herald Sun, who's going to who, who's you know interviewing us about, because uh, we're doing live Dum Dum Club shows during the Comedy Festival, and, uh, and, and he goes, he's starts the interview off by going, okay, we're here with Tommy Dasselow and Carl Quinn. Aww. And then we just, we 
he sort, sort of, of fudged us. So he goes, Tommy, that's okay. Going, so what's going on, boys? And we yeah. both look at each other and go, did we, did what was, and by then he's already rolled into the next bit. Yeah, because we like, went okay. silent because I think we both right. sort of thought, well, he's going to do that again because he's gotten the name blatantly wrong. Uh-huh. So then we go on for a little bit longer and we're chatting and then, you know, it was going he's, all right. He's being all matey and being all, hey, guys, and what's going on, fellas? And then he goes, so Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, what's going on? And I'm like, you're oh. making a play on a name that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, and then we just went him for like two minutes and went, you're not a journalist at all. Can we see your degree? And uh, just getting his name wrong and going, anyway, thanks for plugging our show, The Big Dum Dum Club. And, you know, that <laughs> actually made it kind of good and not so stale. And then we walked away and went, there's no way they're going to put that up on the website. Dr. Quinn clip of, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I when I first walked in, he's like, hey, KC. And I'm like... <laughs> How did you get to Carl Quinn then? Because Quinn doesn't start with a C. Yeah, he's spelling it C-W-I-N-N. Swin. Quinn. Quinny. Because he didn't he do that. He did. You said something and then he went, oh, classic Quinn. <laughs> he even did a bit of that. Did he? Yeah. I think oh, he, I did. Think he did. Classic he pretty, Quinn. Yeah. He went pretty hard with it. I like that as a name for you, though. Let's both have fake names together. No, but it's that's Carl Quinn is the name of a journo. That's why he's plucked. Is it out. really? Yeah, Aww. it's the name of a journalist in Melbourne. I think oh. he works for the Age or something. You can't be changing your name. You oh, know. can't you? You can't be changing your name. At, you know when you've got your careers. Yeah, when that's we're true, this yeah. big. When we're yeah. this big. So how about you've this? If you change work. your name, you've worked a lot. <laughs> you don't You're know us at all. Kidding. It's really hard to. Tell if you're condescending or not when, <laughs> when we're as low as we are. Oh, be quiet. <laughs> we're recording this in the sewer, Everyone by the knows. way, for those people at home. How about this? If you change your name to Carl Quinn, I'll let you be a host of the show. Uh, <laughs> You'll climb the ranks. It, Quinn. Quinn. No, Carl, I'll Quinn. change my name to Carl Quinn if I could be a host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> now I am being condescending. That would be great. Yeah. That would be really great. Um, let's take another very quick break uh, where we're going to sit here and do nothing for a couple of <laughs> seconds and we'll be right back with more Little Dum Dum Club. Hey, mates. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, maybe you can come and see us live. Uh, me, Tommy Dasolo, I am doing a new show called Pipsqueak for the Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney comedy festivals. You can find more information and ticket details at tommydasolo.com. And if you want to see both of us, we're doing a live Little Dum Dum Club podcast uh, every Monday night at the Comedy Festival. It's at the Town Hall in Melbourne at 8.30 every Monday night. We're going to have celebrity guests. We're going to have all of our regular dickheadery. A couple of surprises. I think it's going to be really fun three shows. You can find tickets for that at comedyfestival.com.au and don't forget we also have t-shirts available for sale in grey and blue. If you want one, hit us up littledumdumclub at gmail.com and we can post one to you wherever you are. See you there, mates. And then I was like, ducks don't have shoes. <laughs> Yay! Oh, his vintage Quinn. Um, <laughs> we are back with the little dum-dum club. See, I was halfway through the joke when we uh, yeah, came yeah, back yeah, on yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. With, yep. uh, with Fiona O'Loughlin uh, in the studio. Now, Fiona, you've just moved down to Melbourne, correct? Well, I've got a, a little apartment here because I'm sick of getting on that bus in the air from Alice Springs to, yeah. They're called planes. But yeah, anyway. I know. But it's a bus to me. The flying bus, like the magic school bus. When you're flying, you'll almost always certainly be sitting in a different seat. I'm like, no, I'm still here in 5A, <laughs> where I am every Monday. Do you book a seat? Do you book a seat? No, can you do that? You like at the get... footy, you can just buy a seat that you can have every time? I don't, well, because it's usually clients that book my airfares, but it's because I'm a platinum, ah. which means, um, oh, I'm, a, I'm lifetime gold. So Biddy said to me, she goes, so, Mum, even if you're homeless, 
You'll always have somewhere you can have some soup in a shower. <laughs> <laughs> so all you need to do is beg in the city to get enough money to get on Skybus. <laughs> to get on Skybus. That would be, but that would be like if someone was begging for money for the Skybus. Oh, I just need a couple bucks to get the Skybus. You'd be going, mate, you can afford an airfare. Yeah. Bloody just get a cab out there. Oh, no, I just need to have a shower. Yeah, no, no, get some food out at the airport. <laughs> mate, just get it in here. It's, too, it's cheaper than the airport. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> so you always get 5A. That's always your seat with a seat block next to you. Oh, oh right. really? Yeah. That's amazing. It's pretty cool. Hey, uh, I've got a bit of mailbag here. Um, we've been talking on the show, Fiona. Um, you know, you've you've patronised the show a little bit and, and we've heard that. But what you don't realise is that this show has pretty far international reach. We've got our we've got our fingers in some pretty sweet international pies. Uh, we've been hearing from listeners in Hong Kong. Uh, what do we have? We had Tokyo, Tokyo last week. Yeah, Tokyo. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've got an, a letter here uh, during the week. A letter. A letter. Yep, in the post, <laughs> registered post. Uh, hi, Tommy. Hi, Carl. One thing I will note that I enjoy Carl spelt with a C. I don't oh. know if that's deliberately being funny or if that's you know genuine mistake. Oh. I am your most dedicated and loyal listener. Want to know why? Dedicated and loyal. <laughs> And you can't spell the co-host name right. I don't know about that. I'm going to downgrade you a You've couple You've only been a hundred. guest a few times, so yeah. she, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Does it say, hi, Tommy and Carl Quinn? Because that's, <laughs> that's you're going to go down hi, more Hi, Das and the Quinn dog. Uh, I'm your most dedicated listener. Want to know why? I'm your one and only listener in Lebanon. Oh! Get and it takes out. longer to download your podcast than it does to listen to it, as Lebanon officially have the slowest internet in the world. Jeez, that is a commitment, isn't it? Wow, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I like that. This I like that people actually have to sit and wait ages for this show to download. Reminds me of when I was in year seven and I used to download episodes of Futurama on my dial-up modem, and I would have to leave it going when I left for school, <laughs> and it'd still be going when I came back. Grandchildren? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thirty-five megabyte file would take a whole day, and Mum couldn't make any phone calls during the day because we had one phone it's line. It's a lot sadder of a story coming from <laughs> Lebanon, though. <laughs> it's like. He's in the bunker being hit by shells, <laughs> staying down there for a day so that our episode of <laughs> Dave O'Neill ringing in. <laughs> What's a she? So she's, oh. a, she's a big fan. Uh, she listens on the train and often laughs out loud. Um, a story about a dream she had about when she texted Bert Newton. Um, that's people, a lot of times when people email us, they just include dreams that they've had in there for no discernible reason. I can't stand hearing about people. (laughs) That often have nothing to even do with this show. Oh, I had this really amazing dream last night. And you're just like, oh, kill me now. Because they're never interesting. Yeah. Because it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a whole thing of, yeah, it's made up. Yeah, well, I thought of something made up right now. It's me (laughs) punching you in the head. But I'm not telling you about it. (laughs) And then they always go, oh, and you were in it. Yeah, so they yeah, give you yeah. a little bit part, yeah, yeah, just to keep you alive, keep there's, you awake. There's a, um, I'll give a shout out to him, Mikey at Spleen, Spleen Bar in the city. Um, he every time because uh, there's comedy at Spleen on Monday nights. Every time we go in there, he has had a new dream about one of us, <laughs> about a new comedian, and it's uh, and really? I've been waiting so long for my turn, and he's dreamt about everyone else. <laughs> Seriously, yet. yeah, yeah, and he had my his first dream about me the other day. So I was actually pretty happy. Yeah, right. There was the one time when I was interested in a dream. <laughs> and what were you doing? Was the dream just, oh. I, I dreamt that you were badgering me about never being in one of my dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just me going, how'd you get that? To everyone else? Because <laughs> Sharky's, Pete Sharky, friend of the show, has been in like eight to ten dreams of his, and I hadn't gotten in any of them. So 
So basically at nights, I've just been hanging around at his place feeding him cheese, <laughs> trying to get him to have weird dreams about me. So yeah, it's shark, finally paid it. off. Maybe you should have made him one of those like, you know, those like language tapes that you listen to in your sleep. Yeah. It's just your voice going, you're a dickhead. Yeah. Well, dickhead. he listens to the show. So oh, right. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if he's, I'll have to find out if he's dreamt about you. Here's what I, <laughs> here's what I, here's what I'd like someone to do. I'd like someone to listen to this show as they fall asleep. Yeah. And then see what kind oh, of dreams we that influence. Would be a that'd be dream. pretty. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going to continue with this letter. Sally from Lebanon. Uh, she says, <laughs> so, That's a, "That would be the most awesome call-in listener." You know, hi, Sally, it's Sally from Lebanon. Um, <laughs> what's the punt road traffic like at the moment, guys? But in beam, 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 radar love. Um, she she is actually an Aussie uh, living over there, and she says, "I picked so, that up by the Sally bit." Okay, yeah. great. And the Bert Newton reference. <laughs> she, okay, fair enough. She goes, "As for why I'm the only listener in Lebanon, and I haven't tried to spread the dum dum club love through Beirut. Most people are trilingual here: Arabic, French, and English. But getting the nuances of Australian slang and humour is just a little bit too much to ask for." See you, mates, Sally. So. I kind of wrote back, and given what she said at the end, I said, look, here's what I want you to do as a challenge. I want you to play one of our episodes to the least Australian person you can find, the person who you think will be most baffled, and then I would love to hear what you know what what someone would make of that, who doesn't speak this as the first language, yep. doesn't know much about Australia. And she wrote back, uh, I'll do my best to get my Lebanese, Lebanese husband to listen to an episode <laughs> of the Dum Dum Club, and I'll report back to you on his thoughts. Although I don't want to scare him off visiting Australia altogether, so I'm not sure if it's the best idea. So there we go. And then she says, get Luke McGregor on more. He's hilarious. Maybe we could, oh. make, maybe we could make Luke McGregor huge in Beirut. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I do like, uh, there was a new, another uh, mention, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter this week, but someone was, uh, someone that doesn't like follow us or anything on Twitter was just hitting up Greg Fleet saying, oh yeah, I really enjoyed you on the Dum Dum Club uh, you know, a few weeks back, whenever it was. Um, but to be honest, I'm still in shock from finding out that the uh, the co-host of the show isn't a chick. <laughs> I did see that. So. And, Fle- and, and and classic Fleety, he just went, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, he didn't yeah. have any memory. He didn't of know doing who it. we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except then, he, then when he found out, he did ask me for twenty. So. <laughs> <laughs> just vicious and unwarranted. <laughs> just so unnecessary. Um, just very quickly uh, before we go, um, now I, I'm curious to know what the listeners think about the the, the sudden influx of uh, advertising, the sponsorship that we oh, have yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm keen to think to hear back, guys. You know, write into little dum dum club at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. maybe with suggestions of you know we've got Punchline, the, the lovely people at Punchline as uh, our sponsors at the moment. Uh, you know, and they're affiliated with us because it's comedy DVDs that they sell. What what do you think we really should be advertising? What what do you think Dum Dum Club, Little Dum Dum Club would be a good match for in terms of advertising? I'd be yeah. interested to see what because uh, our listeners are always very keen. I I like our listeners because they're not so much writing in to go. I love the show. It's more like, hey, you guys are dickheads. Yeah. See yeah. you, mates. Bye. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's <laughs> so very smash good. us. Go, write in and, and tell us what you think we should really be affiliated <laughs> with. Guys, that brings us to the end of the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Uh, Fiona Lachlan, thank you so much for joining us. That time just went like this. It's like the young ones clock. <laughs> How did that happen? And you've got a show in the festival coming up? Yes. Uh, called The Divine Mizzo. And this is you. Is you're doing a bit of cabaret gear. Is that, <laughs> is that? I'm trying to get the pink dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Unashamedly. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um, so where are you doing that? You're doing They're the Melbourne. up, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kids. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> you're doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Uh, yeah. Where else are you heading? Uh, Adelaide Fringe for five shows mm-hmm. and uh, a couple in Sydney. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. And you've also got a book. 
Yeah, I got a book out. Yeah, me of the never never. Yeah, great. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Fiona. Oh, thank, you. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, send us feedback, little dumdumclub at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at dumdumclub. Yep. We've got a Facebook page. We always appreciate it. All of our listeners are very funny, and we do really appreciate all the stupid uh, insults that we get thrown yeah, our way. And keep so. getting in touch if you're from uh, somewhere. Get in touch if you're from anywhere, but specifically, we'd love to hear from more people. Uh, I heard from someone from London, our first London listener. Yeah, uh, yeah. And on the Facebook page, we've got like, you know, there'll be one, like we said, one person from Tokyo one person from Lebanon I think we've got you know we've got Hong Kong we've got I think a Switzerland or something yeah yeah. I'd love to hear from any any far reaching outposts yeah. of, of Dum Dum Club yeah and listeners. if you're an expat play the show to a non-Aussie and then just let us know I'd love to hear what what people would make of this yeah. idiocy uh, thanks very much guys for listening and we will see you next time see, see you mates, mates.